right, welcome back to the Survival of the Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about, well, like having a sixth sense. Um, just that kind of, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, you sense fear, you, you know, that awareness. So, one, you guys will notice we're live again. Um, but I actually brought it inside, so it should be good. And with no traffic noise, and Kevin's here, so thank God. We all know it was a little rough last week. I get distracted. So anyway, back. Kevin, what are, so the sixth sense, there there are already five? What's going on here? There's five. Well, there's, there's yeah, there's disagreement about the actual senses. So there's smell touch taste sight hearing right those are the basics that we we all know about but there are three other ones uh hypothetically i mean there's dispute about one is balance the other is is movement that's basically like um uh like you can touch something on your table in front of you and then you close your eyes and you can still reach out and touch it but some people don't actually have that sense like if they if like the power goes out and the lights go out they just fall on the ground because they have to navigate all based on, you know, sight. Um, and then the other last sense that is disputed is is internal. Basically, it's like your sense of hunger, your sense of, uh, you know, like your heartbeat and things like that. Right. But, um, I mean, whatever. Yeah. So let, let me take it one step further. I was one of the things I came across in my research for this was they were talking about how AI knows if it's self-aware which kind of touches on what you had just said, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of internal. So they were saying, you know, how do you know if you're self-aware? And it it was basically, I mean, this wasn't even somewhere I want to go. I didn't really take big notes on it, but it was like, you just kind of know what you look like in your movements and and how it's happening. Like you kind of said, and like animals. So you see the dog go up to the, the reflection in the glass door and it freaks out and wants to bark and be angry at the other dog. But even though it's himself, you know, right. And they said they had the same thing with gorillas and they were showing all these different things. And that's the thing. They're not aware that it's them. And so technically at that point, they're not self-aware. Right. So what they did is they took a, uh, one of those red uh, laser pointers Mm-hmm. And they gave it to a gorilla and he was pointing at himself and would follow the laser pointer in the mirror and on himself mm-hmm. and then actually became self-aware that it was him. Okay. So it was kind of like, a, oh, all right. You know, like, but they were saying like that that actually made a whole lateral movement of the animal, you know, at mm-hmm. that point that. Right. You know, once you know what you look like and what you are, it's totally a different game. So anyway, I'll let you uh, take it. Yeah, from well, there. I just had to get well, that I mean, in. Yeah. Self-awareness is, is, well, it's sex. Everyone thinks they're good at, it, but really nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Everybody thinks they're very aware of themselves, but, but it, t- it can take a little bit of time. You have to, you have to kind of, develop that sense just like that gorilla right um so basically self-awareness it predicts self-development and proactivity uh helps decision making 
um, leads to accurate self-reports and helps develop self-control. So, so being aware of, of yourself and, and what you're doing is, is a big benefit to your life, right? So, so starting with that, you know, if you're trying to work towards uh, having a good gut instinct, a good sixth sense, the first thing you have to start, start with is working on your self-awareness. Um, so some of the things that you do with self-awareness, um, ways to develop it, you know, every once in a while think, you know, what am I doing day to day, minute by minute? Cause a lot of us go, go through life on autopilot and that's normal. I mean, it's good. Otherwise you'd go insane. You know, if you're thinking about every single little thing you do. Oh, I like but, to stress about things, but yeah. But you know, you get up in the morning, you make your coffee or, you know, get your keys, make sure you got all your stuff, get in the car, start heading to work. And it's, you know, the, that's all that stuff is on autopilot. You know, if you have to every, every minute of your life, think about what you're doing next, you're going to, you're going to go insane. Um, another thing about work on your self-awareness is um, being aware of what you're feeling. You know what I mean? Are you anxious? Are you angry? Are you? I always uh, try and get in touch with my feelings. So yeah, that's- it's a hey, listen, man. This is a touchy feely podcast. Anyone that's listened to this podcast knows we're very much into our feelings. Um, they call me Chuck sensitive. So, you know. <laughs> I know, I know everybody thinks you're a very sensitive guy. Uh, and then another part of it, of it, self-aware work and your self-awareness is working on your blind spots. You know, what are the, what are the things that you miss? You know, uh, is your, is your wife always pissed off at you and you don't know why maybe that's uh Maybe that's something that you need to work on. Or maybe I don't know. That's just I mean, I haven't worked are. on it yet, but maybe that's just how wives are. <laughs> Could be. Could be. So, so once you start working on your self development, you can start like developing. Um, you can start developing some sort of uh, gut instinct, instinct, uh, some sort of, you know, some sort of uh, maybe not intuition. But, you know, relying on your other senses to give you input and, you know, trust your trust your feelings. What do you think about that, Chuck? I, I know you were talking about some sort of um, like. Uh, well, I went deep reading minds and shit. Oh, oh dude. So you, you guys remember all those CIA uh, studies and and actually I would take it one further and, and even go. um I, I don't know. I mean, I'm maybe the only guy who reads like self-improvement books. And I mean, I, you guys, I'm sure are all reading survival and how to be a master hunter, sniper, whatever, but like things like Napoleon Hill or like rich dad, poor dad, you know, that Robert Kiyosaki guy. Right. Right. And the, the self-aware. So a lot of them talk about developing like a mastermind group and you know how you have greater success when you kind of are in tune with things. And that's actually one of the things that got me thinking about this whole sixth sense thing. And he was talking about how, you know, and Tesla, you know, Nikola Tesla was, was big on that and, and just, you know, sensing the vibrations of the world. He said that, uh, you know, the world uh, had that, that we have a perception between four and six Hertz and actually gigahertz, you know, just multiplies. It's the same you know, the, the frequency is the same and it, that 
so that's why people are so worried about that 5G, right? You know, right. they're like, oh, we're going to have these antennas just fucking up our minds left and right. You know, it kind of goes back to that harp and all that. Because there are senses and feelings and things that you have that you're just not aware. And one of the things Napoleon Hill always talked about was he would be like, when you really focus on something, you know, you need to be excited and, and you get a, uh, a the vibration. And the more vibration involved in it, the more in tune and aware you are. So I was looking at that and the different stuff and and trying to, you know, get a better understanding. And well, my research ended up taking me to the eye of Horus. Mm, you remember right. the Egyptians, right? They had that little third eye. And that was, you know, the Buddhists, the Hindus, right? Is it Hindu mm-hmm. that have the, the third eye? And a lot of religions, you know, you see the pictures and, and different cultures have that third eye. The Egyptians had that. They always had like the rulers would have like a snake or something come off. It was almost like an antenna, you know, out of right. their forehead in the center. Or they would have things that actually like had a, a third eye there. And and that's a thing. And And it's like, why, you know, are people so caught up in that? But there's also that feeling that you get before like bad news comes or that feeling of being watched. How much has that been a thing, you know, where you're like, Oh, I think somebody's watching me. I think that we can get in tune and pay attention to these things where you can develop it a little bit, where you have that heightened sense. You know, they always talk about the Indians out on the trail and that kind of thing. And they would just kind of know, and it just seemed like magical to the rest of us, but it's, you know, it, it, it's a thing. It, there's something there. And I'm not necessarily talking about psychic and mystical and angels and nonsense, you know, whatever. That's not my point. My point is that we actually have perception that's not just the basic senses that we have. And it's kind of been proven out. And that that's what's kind of cool. That's what I was seeing. So they, they uh, experiment. And uh, in 1980, and a guy's name was Walter Baker, and he was in Manchester, England. And he blindfolded people, and he took them out on a windy road, and they would drive all around, and then he would let them out of this. They were in, like, the back of a van or whatever. And they would let them out, and they would be like, well, which way is home? And every every time, 100%, the people could say, oh, yeah, it's, it's that direction. Now you're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you can look at the sun and see which way north and south, but you don't know if you drove south or north or whatever. Right. So, right. I mean, that that's pretty cool. So he was like, yeah, you know, I, I made this big discovery and, and I'm really, you know, we are affected by magnetic poles. That was his, you know, thing mm-hmm. that we have a sense of consciousness of it. And he actually, you know, tried the reverse of that where he put, made the, the vehicle like a Faraday cage and took him out. And nothing. They had no idea which direction home was. It was pretty really? freaking weird. Yeah, so that is weird. He came back to the States and was like, yeah, I'm going to prove it to all the big universities and Harvard and Yale. And, and they all got together and they came out and they recreated his study and it didn't work at all. <laughs> and they were like, you're a quack. You know, you don't know anything. Well, it turns out later on what they put together because they've redone the study and, and checked it out is it's because of all the, they were saying the radio station antennas and mm-hmm. things like that. They didn't have that 
in England at the time where he was, and they did in all the populated areas where they went to reproduce it here. Mm -hmm. And it really affected, you know, people's perception. And to me, that even validates it even more, you know, that it can be disrupted. Right. I mean, that that kind of you prove it with the Faraday cage thing. But Mm -hmm. that's the idea. You know, it it proves that whole connection. So then you have a let, let me think where it goes here. So they did that test. Oh, the dogs. Right. So we've talked talked about before that a dog you know you see it turn in circles before it poops right that's the thing it's trying to like align itself and and figure out where's so a dog again i think it can be disrupted by the signals in the air but in theory a dog always faces north to south when it takes a shit so secret <laughs> of the pros right there. all right i'm gonna have to pay attention because my dogs are shitting all the time man i'll just have to have to watch have watch to with watch. this um, and that's why that circle, you right? Know? Right. Go ahead. <laughs> but there, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on with uh, with MK Ultra that it's it seems like it's made up. You know what I mean? It seems like it can't be yes. real. But there, there were people that that provably did do certain things. The problem was most of these things it wasn't strong enough to actually have uh, valid, you know, valid right. results all the time. Um, but they claim that there is a there is a guy who is able to uh they put him in a room with a goat and he's able to just think about it and make the goat have a heart attack. Um, yes. they said it they said it fucked the guy up though, and he wasn't really able to do anything else for like six months afterwards to like recover from you know whatever it was that he did to make that goat have a heart attack. But you know, you know, so that's not like an effective thing that you can do if you want to assassinate somebody. But right, there are things that um that they they claim to have found people with real uh, six senses or real what what would you call that uh some sort of uh you know mental powers telekinesis or telepathy you know, or yeah yeah exactly exactly so that stuff's always really interesting to me. But also, I just don't believe any of them. Oh, Kevin. So one of the things in a lot of the CIA studies was they would take like a deck of cards and and flip it out and they would go through. The thing is, people could guess. They they said on average with all their studies with people who said they had some kind of ability was 50% of the time they would be right guessing a card as far as they said, as far as a hundred miles away Uh in a room, you know, they could flip over cards and they could be right. A, uh, like I said, 50% of the time now, 50% you're like, well, that's whatever, but that's out of 52 cards. Right. Right. So it's really one in 52 is your chance. That's a two in, you know, a two of spades or whatever. And that's pretty freaking impressive. I got to mm-hmm. tell you. Um, and then imagine if we kind of develop these things. And so a lot of people believe that this is a sense that we possibly had as humans and it's kind of just become dormant. Um, mm-hmm. Like you think of, I I think I can honestly believe that we used to have a better sense of smell and then through evolution, it's kind of gone away. Um, right. I think when it was, you know, a priority for hunting and, you know, self-awareness, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, again, 
genetically, you can argue, well, yeah, but it, it's actually been by natural selection. The people with that were not favored any more than anyone else. So it wasn't tuned anymore, or developed. So it's maybe gone away. I get that. Right. You know, I understand, but it's something that's there. I wonder if the potential we could tap back into that. Um, so, you know, I, I started to talk about that eye of horse. So there's a, a gland behind your eyes. That's why, you know, you get this third eye kind of right. thing, right? It, it It's just above like right in the center of your forehead, you know, maybe even a little low in the center of your forehead. Mm -hmm. And it's shaped like a pine cone. So they actually call it the pineal gland. And All right. it's the first word is like pine, not like you were right. thinking. Right. Yeah, a PI, not PE, right? Okay. But cuz you you're led by a whole different gland, Kevin. You work in a different <laughs> You work in a different operation. I don't know what you're right? talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about right okay. now. Okay. So, it's shaped like a pine cone and just behind the eyes and you know, in the center of the eyes there. And believe it or not, this gland when they dissect the brain and, and cut it right in half, it's shaped just like the eye of Horus, the, the cavity. Now, right. the gland itself is like that circle like that you think of as the eyeball. But the right. way that the shape is, it's that eye of Horus, that, you know, the canal that holds it kind of thing. And so it just seems like the Egyptians and the people who came up with that stuff were thinking in the same, you know, vein, right? When right. they came up with it. That, that's all. That That's, you know, the connection there. But- um, there was another guy, this guy, Walter Rawls. Now he made a mask with a magnet and it basically would put the, the magnet right over blocking that gland. And he, he would, it would, it was just like a headband, right? right? With a magnet right in the center and he'd put it on. Now, I don't know if his theory was that it was going to amplify it mm -hmm. or that it was going to, you know, block it, like retract right. it. You know, like wearing a tinfoil hat, right? Wouldn't that, you know, that's that same thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so he would put this on and he would spend three hours a day. Or sorry, I made up the three hours. Um, he would just spend time wearing it. I actually think it was 30 minutes a day is, is what mm -hmm. I read. And he would sit there and just kind of relax and focus on things. And one of the times while he's doing it, he saw like an aberration come into the room. And, and it was like a ghost or whatever. And he's like, well, you know, it's weird. Freaked him out a little bit, but whatever. And he kept doing it. Sure enough, about a week later, same aberration comes back, except it's a lot clearer because the theory is that he's de kind of developed his sense and in right. tuneness. And he was able to perceive it a little bit clearer. Well, about a week after that, he um, was sitting there doing the same experiment. And in his mind, his mind's eye, the uh the walls all around him kind of just melted away mm -hmm. and he said that he was able to see outside and there was like a uh, picnic table or something like that and he saw the aberration and another one sitting together at a table and they saw him staring at them and they kind of got spooked and got up and, and ran away and for whatever reason this freaked the guy out and he just stopped doing the experiments altogether. It was like, that's it. I'm done, you know? Uh, so just, 
you know, I mean, you know, there's always stupid ghost stories and whatever. I'm just saying there may be more out there that you can kind of perceive. And I, I'm not trying to get people to believe in ghosts and that's, you know, I'm not, that's not where I'm going with this, but it just kind of creates like a different, you know, there's more out there than what we see. Um, You know, the Hindis believe that the eye holds the knowledge of the past, present and future. Right. Mm -hmm. So what if you were seeing remnants of just the past of there were people there before, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Um, and another thing, like the, the Hindus, they do a lot of teaching where it's, our minds are very scattered. And it was funny. I was thinking about, you know, how true is that now that we like stare at our phones with TikTok and whatever, where right. you're like, Oh, look, hot chick in yoga pants. Oh, look, now I'm learning about survival and prepping. Oh, look, now I'm working at a car mechanic shop and I'm watching something else. Mm-hmm. And you know, we are just like all over the place. And right. I think having that, so that's, that's kind of how I wanted to, you know, take this is, is we could focus a little bit if we kind of yeah. reined everything in and kind of just took away some of the distractions, how much when you're out walking, you know, people talk about like, maybe if you don't want to go into all the, the kind of, Oh, you know, extra sensory perception if, with your normal senses that you have, your hearing, your eyes, whatever, you just see things. You see a guy in the crowd that kind of looks off and you see these different things or you hear a noise that you've heard before. You know, you hear a faint gun click, you know, being cocked back or something like that. Being aware and not so full of distractions, actually tuning in to the sounds that you know, you need to recognize, can we maybe perceive a little bit more? And I think that's really what it comes down to. Can we get away from all the noise and the distractions and focus on what's actually happening around us? You know, you see these videos of people, they're staring at their cell phone and they like walk into the street or they walk into a pole and everyone's like, ah, that's funny, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like a statement of our society right now, you know, like right. that that's the thing. We're very, you know, caught yeah, into well, things think, in ourselves. You know, in the world in the world of, of big data, gut instincts get like a bad rap, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean that is that is a, a a real thing. I mean, like, have you ever been, you know, say about to get on an elevator and you see somebody in that elevator and you're like, I don't know, I'll wait for the next one. Yeah. You know, you can you can kind of sense when when uh, you're dealing with with somebody that you're not going to want to. It's not going to be a good outcome or, you know, there's a chance it's not going to be a good outcome, you know, and you'll never know. You'll never know if you don't get on that elevator. You'll never know if, if that was smart or not. But uh, sometimes it's better to take that take that gut instinct and just just run with it a little bit. You know, it, it'll it can tell you, you know, if you're in danger, if you're in a bad situation. And I don't know that that's, uh, you know, necessarily like ESP or anything like that. I think that's, you know, just, uh, you know, spending time around people, you know, you get to, you get a you get a vibe off of some people that is not, you know, that's not a good one in the the way. Um, So there are some ways to develop this. I like it. To work on it. So, so uh, the, 
there are a few few steps, you know, things you can do to to kind of heighten your senses. Um, the first one is spending time meditating. Uh, I used to do that a little. I uh, used to do that quite a bit, actually. I haven't done it for a while, and it is some some sort of uh, you know hippie bullshit most of the time. I think I think most of that stuff is is hippie bullshit. And there's you know there's an, an amount of introspection that just leads you down a rabbit hole and makes you just full of yourself instead of, um, you know, actually improving yourself. Right. Um, one is, is following your gut when you do have a gut feeling, you know, you might realize that that gut instinct, uh, you know, was actually, you know, actually on point, you know, yeah. instead of, instead of just ignoring it or instead of, uh, you know, doing whatever, just just following what your gut says, and you might be pleasantly surprised by, you know, what you find out. Uh, how about uh, doing a daily body scan? So yeah. what that would be is, is you know, once a day, every day, just sit down quietly and, and think about, you know, think about how you're feeling, how your body's doing. You, you know, are you anxious? Are you, you know, angry? Are you whatever hunger go through go through and like a checklist through your body and make sure that you're you're kind of on point not so distracted that you can't you know see what's going on around you when it's happening uh another one is spending time outside yeah um a lot of people you know you don't think about it but a lot of people you know you leave your house you get in your car you drive to your office you sit in your office and then you get back in your car and drive back to your house and you're never outside you know you're never out in nature you're never out in the world and um it can be uh it can be helpful and to go along with that is is doing a technology fast um you know i think a lot of people self-included carry a smartphone around with them all the time you know yeah. and it's always fucking beeping and ringing and, and you know buzzing and letting you know you have facebook notifications and all that sort of stuff and it's always distracting you it's always like uh, trying to draw you in. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's how those phones are developed to try and get you to use it. Right. And, uh, you know, it's most of the time, like Chuck said, it's it, most of the time it's a waste of time. You're scrolling through TikTok. You're watching YouTube videos. You're not actually learning anything. You're just distracting your mind with it. Right. And, and that's, I mean, nobody's playing the high and mighty card. I'm not trying to say that I don't. And it's funny because I, I don't know if I use the excuse of, well, I'm trying to keep the uh, the prepping badass thing growing, you know, like, well, I need to, you know, have stuff content on our Facebook page or whatever, which I don't even know why Facebook's like hammering us down with, you know, trying to ban everything and whatever. I'm surprised that anybody's watching this right now because Facebook, like my distribution of a video or whatever, when we put one out is like, one person saw this it's not mm -hmm. even how many liked it it's like right. facebook's like no <laughs> you're you're shut down because i i apparently put out too much fake news you know how that oh is. yeah chuck's full of fake news well um, mark zuckerberg says nobody gets shadow banned chuck so i don't know what you're talking about well they they, they actually it, no because it wasn't a shadow i'm in the open they were like dude you're fucked we know dude let me tell you so First, to back Kevin up, though, with what he said there a minute ago is, like, think about when you sit out in nature. Think of hunting season, right? And especially, it's funny, a lot of the guys I know now will go out 
and they'll actually be on their phone looking at like TikTok the entire time while they're hunting and shit like that. So we don't even have that true nature experience right. anymore. It's really fucking brutal. But think of how much when you do pay attention to nature and the sounds around you. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a mystical or or something, you know, hey, I have heightens, you know, whatever. But learn how, you know, I know when I sit out for 10 minutes, all of a sudden nature comes back to life, right? And it's mm-hmm. not just my perception of it. Like as soon as things are normal and peaceful, they go back to making noise and moving about their business and whatever. Right. But you all of a sudden become very attuned. Oh, that's a squirrel. That's that's who's making that noise. That's what's going mm-hmm. on. You know, all that rustling. Right. It sounds like a herd of elephants in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's just a squirrel. And oh, look at that bird over there. And oh, the one that makes that horrible noise, that's over there. Um, it, it's funny. Sorry, I have to sidetrack. Crows, right? They make all weird noises. But mm-hmm. let me tell you about crows. Just sorry, it, it'll annoy you, but crows freaking are like so freaking smart they did all these studies kind of goes back to the sixth sense thing we can kind of tie it together a little bit right they have in both california and japan so i'm assuming these two crows haven't met each other right Mm -hmm. they're probably you know from different places and and don't hang out in both places crows take nuts now you're gonna like this they watch the street lights when they're red they go down and they set a nut in the street. They go back up. They wait for a car to run it over and crack it, wait for the next red light, and then go back down and pick it up. These are the kind of things that we're missing by not paying mm-hmm. attention to nature. That's all I'm saying. That's a true story. They did real studies on this. And like a bunch of crows are doing it. It's not just one or two. Right. But they're recognizing traffic signals. And so you're telling me that crows can do that, but you're telling me there's no possibility that we could have some kind of extra awareness. I'm just saying it's possible. You know, there might be more to the world than what we perceive. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said a study in, at uh, Caltech, I think it, it was somewhere, one of the colleges in California, I'm pretty sure it was Caltech that they did a study and that they could uh, remember faces. And so the people were so worried doing the study about being stalked by the crows because they said as far as five years, they ended up determining that a crow would remember you and fuck with you if you fucked with it. And so they used to wear a Dick Cheney mask whenever they went (laughs) to go do it. A Dick Cheney mask, really? Yeah. And now Dick Cheney has has fucking crows follow him everywhere. All over the world are like, yeah. Now they, they actually had two. They had a Dick Cheney mask and they had a caveman mask. Okay. And they said that it was one of those things where even the offspring who had never seen the caveman mask, but had the parents who had seen the cave spring, right. caveman mask would be pissed off when the caveman guy came in and fucked with them. Like mm-hmm. before he fucked with them, they'd be like, Oh, you're the fucking caveman guy. I know about you. So maybe just cavemen are terrifying. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean that's that's also a thing, you but, know. Yeah, so I'm just saying there's a lot more going on out there. There's back to the animals. When in 2004 we had that big tsunami, right, that killed like 300,000 people or something. Mm-hmm. They're saying mm-hmm. like none or almost any animal that was free to roam, no animals died in that whole event. 
because they all knew to, you know, get the hell out of there. And they were giving like elephant tours and the elephants. Now, again, I'm not saying it's some mystical whatever. You know, they're saying with the elephants, they have the big pads on the feet. Maybe they felt the vibrations from the earthquake or they mm-hmm. sense that. And they, you know, they have the big ears. Maybe they just heard the noise of the wave. You know, I mean, who knows, right? I I don't know what's going on. I'm just saying that by paying attention, somehow all these animals were able to put together, hey, this isn't a good place to be. I need to get the hell out of here. And apparently none of the people had that sense. Yeah. So what are the odds that all these different animals can tune into something and we can't? That's what I guess we're getting at is that maybe you need to kind of see about developing these senses. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that, you know, when you spend enough time in nature outside, you can kind of uh, get an idea of things that are happening just based on the sounds you hear and the sounds you don't hear. Yes. Um, I was I was outside uh, a few months ago and uh, I heard, you know, some birds squawking. And uh, so I went over and kind of took a look at, you know, where I where I was hearing the sound from. And those birds they were uh they were trying to give a, a squirrel heads up that he was about to get about to get jacked because I saw like I saw my cat's tail just like kind of waving back and forth up above the grass and then that was it squirrel was done and, and he, you know, he should have heeded the warning he should have been listening the... to this crows right yeah I mean it it makes sense though that you know there's a lot of other things around that are watching out and you know doing things for you and I think a lot of people you know. A thousand years ago, people probably had a, a good sense of, you know, what those sounds meant and, right. you know, what it could be. Something coming through the woods towards you, something uh, leaving, you know, something uh, running away from you, uh, something warning other people, you know, other birds, other animals that you're coming. Um, you know, we've all heard that where we, you know, go outside and walk through the woods and all of a sudden, uh, you know, some birds start squawking near us, letting everybody know that we're around. Right. Um, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that, that a few hundred years ago would probably be a lot, lot more aware of the, those sorts of things going on around us than we are today necessarily. Right. Well, I mean, we even see it with soldiers, you know, guys who've been over to, you know, Iraq and, and whatever, and, and just basically been in combat situations is I guess what I'm getting at, but they recognize when, you know, you're in the streets and, and you see something off, you know, when Chris Kyle in the movie, you know, Eddie, or maybe it was just in his book, but anytime you see somebody on a moped, he's like, Oh, you know, you're, you, yeah. you get that, but there's little signals that you get when something's off. And it may be the way people's eyes are when they're shifty and looking at something else, you know, just think about how people are, you know, how they're operating and hey, where's this guy's attention? You know, everybody else is looking at their phone and looking at whatever. Look at the crowd, read the crowd. And this guy is just looking at around, looking around constantly and fidgety and uneasy. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. can spot, hey, he's the guy that's going to be something I need to be paying attention to. Right. And that's all part of this. It's all just being in tune with what's going on around you. And, you know, that's... But I will say, in defense of the naysayers, when I look at animals through my thermoscope, 
from 50 yards or something. They have no idea they're being watched. Mm. They're just like dumb and happy. I, I got to say though, it kind of seems like the Fox might like real skittish. The first one I got, he was all like happy, go lucky, like nothing. That guy didn't have a care mm-hmm. in the world and was like, yeah, la di da. But now, after I got the one, the rest of them are like, I think somebody's watching me, you know? <laughs> so uh-huh. you, you never know. But I, I know when I go after the bunnies, the bunnies are like, I have no idea. They got no on. idea, huh? They're, they're like, I'm just eating clover and I'm happy. And yeah. <laughs> just saying that might be a thing and i i just watch them for fun i'm not shooting animals that would be horrible right that would be horrible i would never do something like that that's what i got so and for those of you who are curious about the whole third eye thing i did see a video how to instantly open your third eye i'm just saying there is some stuff on youtube you didn't have to pay for it it was free it was just youtube Uh uh-huh I'm just saying. And did you instantly something. open your third eye? Did he watch that? I was, movie I was a little can... afraid. She was like, you yeah. might be scared to do this. Now she did have a procedure to close your third eye. And oh, okay. Using well, that's your good. finger and pulling the lid down. Oh, really? Really? So you may want to check that out. That may be a thing, right? Yeah. Also, um, it sounds like a crazy person. Well, yes, that may have been the case. But what if it's not, Kevin? Did you ever think of that? So let let me, yeah, that's basically what I got about that. But let me give you a quick uh, update on on Facebook. So we have that survival prepping page, you know, it was the prepping badass page. And then they wouldn't let us advertise with it because, you know, badass is such a bad word. And, you know, Mm. we don't put bad things on the internet. We're not about that. So, okay. So then it became the the survival prepping page or or whatever it is. And it'll be in the show notes. You can link to it. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we must have got some kind of nervous Nelly or something who who found his way to the page and, and wants to, you know, be up my ass. So this jackass, dude, they were reporting. So they were like this page. And one of you guys shared to the group that it said, don't share this po- this cartoon post because this page is known for sharing, you know, fake news and misleading uh-huh. content. So I'm like, all right, what's going on here? And I click it and it said, yes, we have two instances of fake news that we found. That's it. And you're like, oh, wait, well, wait, it, it's, you're saying that's it. The first one is from four years ago. Who the fuck finds a post from four years ago? Four years ago, there was a news story about Kaepernick that, like he was making a deal with somebody or didn't, or, you know, like he had a deal with Nike and who knows. I, I didn't even watch it. I just was like, okay, whatever. And mm-hmm. I, you know, deleted that. Cause I don't give a shit. I don't, who the fuck even knows who Kaepernick is anymore. Right. Right. So then there was, there was one. Oh, the other one was the China one from remember a couple of months ago where, um, it, it showed tanks rolling down the streets in ta- China. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Because so what it was, was there was actually a true story happening at the time of um, people uh, banked, people running on banks in China. Right. And what it was, was because uh, the, the new, the, uh, the real estate and the banks were giving mortgages on new properties being built. 
but then they weren't building the properties. So people were mm-hmm. getting upset and going back and saying, look, you got to let me out of this mortgage because you're not doing anything and you've tied right. up my money and made a commitment. And so they were getting upset. So apparently the footage may or may not have been because I wasn't there. And guess what? The guy who had a problem with it wasn't there either. And mm-hmm. the people they got their information from may or may not have been there. So the news reporter was like, yeah, look, this is footage from, you know, the, the military busting it up, whatever. What I think is, I think the footage was from some bullshit parade or something or another. And mm-hmm. I think that the government or the military had gone in and done it. But yeah, you try and film the military doing something bad in China. Good luck yeah. with that. It, it, it doesn't get, work, it out. Can work out. So, but the thing is the evidence of the, uh, the guy, the guy complaining was that, well, we asked people in China and they said nothing bad happened. So we know that's true. And obviously evidence, that's evidence right there. Ask people in China about Tiananmen square and they Mm -hmm. will tell you that nothing happened. So obviously be fake news, right? I mean, it's just stupid, the argument, but anyway, that was the whole thing. So now they're like, we've reduced, you know, your, your flow or whatever of the page and, and how much people see. And so they're out to get us and who knows, but I'm just saying, if you can share any posts from the prepping badass group, it'd be great. I try and just post nonsense now. So that way there's no fake news. It's all just memes about the ATF being fucktards. So, you know, that's a thing, but you know, hey, to each their own, right? Yeah. So this is our first live stream here. I, um, we haven't so we haven't done one yet. So so let us know if uh, if you guys enjoyed it or if you guys and I can see you know people are posting on here and so uh, obviously some people are actually watching it live. But um, you know, let us know what you think about it. If it's worthwhile, if it's worth uh, keep you know us keep doing it or. Or just uh, just sticking to the podcast. So it really isn't much more effort on our part. So I think we can put this all together. Like even if two people enjoy it, it might still be worth doing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much we record our podcasts about 9.15. Well, we sit down together at like 9.15. And then me and Kevin ramble on for a half hour before we start. So it's probably coming in around 9.30, 9.40. But Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say if you kept an eye out on Saturday mornings around that time, it, it might pop up something to be aware of if it's something you're interested in. Otherwise, I would say you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. We have a website, turns out, preppingbadass.com, where we have an email list where we actually could keep you up to date with things that are going on. So that way, when Facebook just shuts us down, we can tell you where we are and how you can get in touch with us and what's going on. Right. Otherwise, you know, we're always out on the uh, iTunes and iHeartRadio and Spotify and all that other shenanigans. So with that, stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. Appreciate you guys joining us. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.